So, so since your monogamous relationship uh, didn't work, has anyone been uh, saying, see, it doesn't work? <laughs> no, nobody has said that to me yet. Although, yeah, I am shocked. Like, polyamory right now is kind of hot in the media. And so it is it is funny from that standpoint, like, talking to other people about non-monogamy and being like, yeah, it that can work. And it is a valid choice. Um, monogamy is too. I guess. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nobody has said like, oh shit, are you... you the, most people have asked, are you going to go back to non-monogamy? Mm-hmm. I'd absolutely like to have aspects of it in my life again. So we'll, we'll see. Like I... I don't know about jumping like headfirst into, yeah, let's go to an orgy tomorrow or whatever, but I absolutely want to have relationships with multiple people. But first, a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the PTA moms into BDSM. Hope you can keep your acronym straight. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. You just don't want to get some of the words and the letters in that stuff wrong at the wrong times. That's all I'm saying. What's up, people? Exciting week. It's an exciting week because Billy got something that he really wanted. It's an exciting week because this week, the guest on the show dare I say one of the white whales in my podcasting adventure. I don't know if there were multiple white whales. I don't know if you can have, I didn't read that book. America. Is it just one white whale or like, can you have multiple white whales or does having multiple kind of defeat the purpose of whatever white whale Emily Matlack co-host of the multi-amory podcast is finally on the show with her very own solo episode. Multi-Amory is a great uh, uh, relationships podcast, a lot of uh, great communication strategies that come out of that. And, uh, and and I've had on Jace Lindgren. I've had on Dedeker Winston. I had all three of them on for like 20, 30 minutes last year to promote their, their book, which I'll have a link in the notes to. It's called Multi-Amory. Essential Tools for Modern Relationships. But Emily has very, very politely declined doing the pod over the last maybe seven-ish years I've been asking. But she has changed her mind, or more importantly, circumstances have changed, and we'll get to her in just a little bit. But first, show dates, people, show dates. Tickets are still available for this Saturday's impact show in brooklyn it's a kinky comedy show where the stand-up comics share a stage with dominatrix dorian dreadful that's this weekend next weekend in brooklyn we've got the naked comedy shows they're back february 23rd and then i am debuting at the end of this month february 29th not the naked comedy show which is just a really good stand-up show it's just stand-up comedy and it's good and we're wearing pants or skirts whatever people want to wear they just have to wear stuff it's like a themed show or it's like another theme is we're clothed uh, and that's in manhattan on the uh, on the lower east side at lucky jacks ticket links for all those three in the notes and go to manwhorepod.com to generally stay updated on my various dates do stand-up clips for tiktok they said It'll help get you new followers, they said. You can blow up and then get gigs and TV deals if you post enough stand-up clips on the TikTok, they said. And then I did it. Blew up. Over 100,000 views in the first day. And of course, it's a clip where I'm not even on fucking stage. Posted a clip from last year's Impact show uh, with very funny comedian Misha Han. And it, it's just a clip of him riffing something really funny. And in the frame, you can very clearly see the latex-clad Dorian Dreadful like petting her submissive, who is in a full-body rubber doll latex outfit and complete with oversized red lips. And TikTok seemed to love it. But again, like, I'm not even in the clip. I'm just trying to promote a show for this Saturday. 
success. It continues to elude me. Although, shout out to whoever the commenter was that that did refer to Misha as a twink. We had a good laugh about that. I guess what I'm trying to say there is uh, I'm on the TikTok, the Billy Presida. If you try to look me up and find an old guy in a suit, that's probably just my dad. The fan whore appreciation moment. It's a brief moment of the show where I like to show appreciation to members of my fan whore community on Patreon. I like to say thank you to those of you who give me dollars so I can continue to do this. Thank you very much to Ike who started off with a free trial and then thought, you know, this man might actually deserve $5 before taxes and fees. Let me, let me give him $5 one time. Ike, thank you for the $5 and a shout out to Aya Kaufman. You seem like a very animated individual and I appreciate your support of the show and you too can become a member, enjoy a slew of great rewards and Support an independent podcaster like myself. I mean, ideally, it is exactly myself. All members are invited to our monthly <laughs> porn watching hangout. Oh fuck! Oh my god! Oh god! It hurts! Oh god! It hurts! It hurts! It's, it feels it just in my lower abdomen. It just it feels so hot, hot, hot movie night. That's starting to get a little silly. <laughs> Hot movie night. We come together in our Discord server, the Champagne Room. We watch a retro era porno and like make fun of it if it's not hot and make fun of it while we quietly touch ourselves if it is hot. This month we are watching Alice in Wonderland, the 1976 parody classic. Uh, and that's going to take place on February 22nd at 930 p.m. Eastern time. And you can only get an invite if you're a member of the Patreon. Become a member today. Do the right thing at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast. Emily Matlack, you know, all the multi-amory hosts are a little, you know, a little tight with what they share of their personal sex and dating lives on on the show they do try to keep it to the research and to the strategies and the language and and the poly theory and sometimes we'll get an allusion to a story of a thing of something that happened with someone from their past but the most explicit details we know about their relationships is the relationship they all had together and then emily met this guy like nine years ago that she just broke up with in fact, I was, I was going out to Los Angeles and I thought, you know what? My 10 years coming up in, in April, I want to swing the bat at Emily like one more time. Every time she goes, it's not like the hard no, it's just, it's always like a not now. And then I finally asked and, and she said, you know what? I just broke up with my partner of nine years. Let's do it. I think it's time. She talks about why she's been a little bit, you know, closed off with with her personal dating life uh, up until recently. We do talk about the relationship with her and Jace and Dedeker and that dynamic of hosting a podcast for almost a decade with your exes. And we talk about how uh, in whatever relationships she pursues moving forward, non-monogamy is going to need to be a part of that, particularly because... You know, this poor bi babe has not gotten to enjoy women in the better part of a decade. Oh no. Oh my. And now she can finally go spread her wings and, you know, finger. And if you are a multi-amory fan and you haven't really listened to this show before, you enjoy what you hear, you can go complete the trifecta. You can go back and listen to episode 250. Woo! 250 with Jace. Episode 434 with Dedeker. And episode 490 with all of them. Now, uh, you know, got to pay some bills. But then, let's go hear what's up with Emily Matlock. Not Matlock. Don't know why I thought that for so long. I just was... In Hong Kong, I got back from that, um, and now I am home, and after uh, being on this wonderful trip in Hong Kong, I broke up with my partner of nine years, so that's what I'm doing right now, <laughs> just dealing with a breakup and living in the same home as somebody who I was with for that amount of time and now no longer am. And I've got to say, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but 
That's okay. For all of you out there who have broken up with someone recently, and I feel like every fucking person in the world is breaking up right now. Yeah, no, I think the time between the holidays and uh, I guess, what is this? We're almost at Valentine's Day. Yeah. That is a prime time. And there are statistics on this. There's yeah. research on this. You, you that that's a big... love We studies. do. I know. I know. A lot of stats. But yeah, there is research on this that this is the time for people to break up. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah, just before true. they can get into Valentine's Day. Exactly. Yeah, because they're like, you know what? I don't want to be celebrating this fake love that I no longer feel, I guess. So, well, I mean, at least you don't have to do. I remember there's a there's a podcast and duo Keith and the girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a comedy podcast. They're kind of like OG types, and um, I, you know, this is probably like 15, 20 years ago. They had they were they started the show kind of like y'all. They started as a couple. Oh and wow! Then they broke up, but they didn't announce it yet because they broke up while writing a book about like being together or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or about dating. Oh shit! And they contractually had to pretend. Like, like they the, were still together mm-hmm, for That's like a certain amount of time, and really then awkward. they had to come out on the show when like the period of time with the book launch had like passed. Oh my goodness! And like, yo, listeners were pissed. I can imagine. I mean, you're kind of telling your listeners, "Oh yeah, we're one thing," but then we aren't, and oh. they probably were like, "Wait a minute! All of this advice that I got from you, I don't really believe it anymore, or I'm not going to take it." So. That's tough. Yeah, and but, but meanwhile, y'all like we're pretty immediate with disclosing because again, for yeah. those who don't know, Multiamory, you, Dedeker, and Jace, uh, we were a triad. You, yep. Yeah, yeah. I think that we were. It was almost immediately mm. after that broke up, and I mean, Jace and Dedeker are still together, have yeah. been for ten years. But I was not in a relationship with Jason Dedeker. I actually got into a relationship right when I broke up with them with my partner josh who i now just broke up with after all that time so here we are well you're living but you're you know post breakup you were living with him still but like post breakup with them you still like did a podcast yes we still did a podcast and then continued that on into what it is today i was talking with jace about this i was like i don't recall our breakup being as difficult as the one that i'm currently in but i feel like I guess nine years worth of time makes it easier. You you don't think about those things mm. as much anymore. I don't know. I mean, was there any talks about like somebody not doing the podcast anymore? I think we floated the idea very briefly, but really it, it was not a thing that we really wanted to do. The podcast, it wasn't that far into development, mm. but it was still something that we all really liked and appreciated. And I really think that having the podcast to process and go through like, what is the best thing to do in a relationship right now while you're going through a breakup? And let us talk about our our breakup on air a bit and sort of have a moment to process and think about what is it that we are now? What is it that we want to be to each other? That mm. was really beneficial and powerful. And I think, again, that's why the three of us are so close and still care so deeply about each other. No one ever brought up like, uh, like Dedeker says something about like, well, here's a good idea for like, you know, during a breakup and you never turn and be like, oh, yeah. No, it wasn't particularly petty. I don't think. I think, yes, there were difficult times. And like I I was living with Jace for a little while. Mm. And then I ended up like taking a sublet in Studio City and got out of the apartment that the two of us were were in Mm. fairly quickly. I'm not going to have that luxury here, although I am going to come to your city to New York for a month, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. But, you know, with the breakup being like on a show. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially a show about relationships. And and also, this is like a show where like these are two people who you were like, I don't know, like when the, you know, not that it matters, like when the date was the last time like y'all had been intimate together or anything. But then yeah. like, you go from that to then you're still there. And so the only question it, that's we broke that- up again right around this time in, I guess, when was that? 2014. OK, so 10 years later. Wow. My my breakup or no, I guess maybe it was 2015, so 9 years later. Really I have broken up, up again yeah. in almost identical time period. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess the one question I did have that's yeah. only, it's it's a spicier question, sure. but like initially after the breakup, like was there any these are and you're all three like generically like attractive people too. <laughs> Thank you. That's also like a factor to play. So it's like was there ever like sexual tension I think the difficult part was we didn't quite know how to relate to each other physically. Mm -hmm. It was like, wait a minute. We went from being able to like 
hug and kiss and touch each other in certain ways. And then all of a sudden, because of this sort of arbitrary decision of, I mean, not particularly arbitrary, but this final decision where you're like, okay, I'm not going to be doing that with this person anymore. Then you kind of were trying to figure out with your body and with your mind, like, how do I relate to this person? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think it was really difficult. And, you know, Jace would sometimes still like say like, oh, baby or whatever. And then then that would feel (laughs) weird. And I'm like, fuck, we can't do that anymore. You know, so from that standpoint, I think it was difficult. Um, we didn't like have breakup sex or anything that I recall. Which like, like every like any sucks, like thigh touch or like oh where's the sure where's the hand going where's now? The, yeah, like, where's the line? And it you know just kind of drawing out those new parameters for the relationship. I think that's the thing when you are so intimate with someone, and then still have to be intimate with them in a communicative way, yeah. in a way where you're like I have a business with this person. And I and then it is that question of how do we relate to each other physically and mentally and emotionally and all of that becoming like less familiar. Yeah, in a way. becoming familiar maybe in a different way mm. over time because you still continue to evolve that relationship. It just takes a different form than it once did. I've witnessed this before. It's like you know, it's it's they used to sleep together, hook up, or date. Sure. And now they're on the same show, and it's everyone saying hi and doing a hug, but their hug is a little weirder. Oh, you interesting. Can, like, you How can so? See the, well, it's like, it's like what you said. It's like yeah. the first couple of times. It's like, oh, what are we? You're like, oh, we shit. just bumping? What are we yeah. doing? And it's like, I fisted you two weeks ago, but we can fist bump <laughs> now, I guess. There you go. Yeah. Um, and and so, the, yeah, it's like when it breakups, it's it's almost as uh, when you still have to work with them or be yeah. around them. It's, it's a complication you don't have as opposed to those clean breaks. I mean, oh. and that's the thing. It's like, it's great to live with a partner. But then when you're in a situation like I currently am, and you see your partner like in the kitchen and you're like, fuck, like I'd kind of like to hug him right now. Oh. But he also is really fucking pissed at me. And so I'm not going to do that. And I have hurt feelings, too. Th- those are really challenging, too. Mm. To having those moments come up where you're like, fuck, I I don't know how to act in this moment. Do you, th- do you feel like it feels more awkward or more like when you have a bad roommate and they're making a sandwich? And you're like, I'm going to wait till they're done making a sandwich before I go make my sandwich. Uh, it's a little bit of column B, what you're saying right now. I, it's a little it, it is definitely awkward. Mm. And also the lack of like talking is awkward because mm. what do you say to the person? I guess we we've said a couple things and we had like a drink together one night um, where we were sort of toasting to the end of the relationship, which was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was that that was something that he wanted to do. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, it It's like, what, what do we have to say to each other, really, except for logistics? Like, OK, I'm going to take yeah. these dishes and you get that knife. And do you want, you know, this, I don't know, couch or whatever. But besides that, there's not a huge amount to say to each other. Mm -hmm. Although part of me wishes that I could. I wish that I could be super honest and, you know, go back and say things that I wish I had said at the beginning. But what can you do? Like, it's over. Something that really shocked me as as a fan of multi-amory was to find out that not only, like, had y'all dated and no longer were as these three poly people, but you were in a relationship and that you were monogamous with this this fella. Yeah, I, I mean... I, I've i said this a lot of times on the show that definitely monogamy was what suited that relationship best. Okay. I think I realize, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. I realize I probably should have stood my ground on wanting to retain some sort of non-monogamy aspect in my mm-hmm. life, uh, especially like dating women, for example. And that was something that I got to do for a while, but that still even became untenable over time for him it became really challenging for him at the time why, why do you think you chose that relationship over anything else her and all the other potential relationships i think because because i was building a life with this person because i lived with this person mm-hmm. because i was able to find some sort of security that many of us are looking for um but I also and I and I thought like, OK, the, I'm I'm acting in a hierarchical manner. This person is the one that I'm choosing to be with in mm-hmm. terms of hierarchy and nesting. And so I'm going to continue with it. And it was OK for a while, but it is difficult because those feelings don't go away. Yeah. Feelings of seeing another person and being like, I understand that I can have love for the person who's at home and still want to date or fuck or do something with this other person that I met or that I know in my life. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take anything away from the one, but because it's so challenging for them, I can't pursue this and I can't go there. Um, 
and in a new relationship, I have I really, really endeavor to not make that mistake again, to make it known that, no, I would like non-monogamy to be an aspect in my life again, Mm -hmm. for sure, because that is, I think that's a part of who I am. It really is. And and I've been just trying to not do it for so long. And I I think I don't want to do that anymore. No. And was that the main source of tension for the breakup? No, I think the main source of tension for the breakup is um, <sighs> that's one of the things that maybe I don't want to that right. maybe I don't want to go there or in, in whatever way you're comfortable. Sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Let me think about it. I think the main source of tension for the breakup was realizing that we wanted different things for our lives in terms of where we wanted romantic relationships to go. I definitely think that retaining my own personal autonomy in various ways Mm -hmm. is really important. And some of the things that matter to me the most are things that only I am going to do, like taking a contract in Hong Kong for two months and Mm -hmm. being away or being having a business and a podcast with my two exes. Yes, they're my exes, but they've been my my friends for longer. Yeah. And they've been my business partners and my confidants and, you know, all of that, those things for longer than they've been my exes. And so to me, that shouldn't be such a source of tension yeah. and challenge. And it was. And so I think that, you know, that is a, a good reason to realize that the partnership that you're in isn't isn't going in the direction that you want it to. Sounds like he was jealous of your exes. I don't want to like, you want to call that? Yeah. I'll just say, how about I put it this way? Cause I've seen this in a lot of places. Anytime I hear about like a partner of somebody and then someone saying, I can't hang out with or do blank because my partner at home gets jealous. I go like, well, you're, you're monogamous. I thought that was uh, why you're monogamous. So you don't get jealous, apparently. Sure. Everyone goes, oh, I couldn't be non-monogamous because I'd get jealous. Because I, I think you're going to be no, jealous yeah. of your monogamous thing, too. I think yeah. you just get jealous. No, exactly. I think it, it, everyone gets jealous. Right. Listen, like we talk about this all the time on the show. Jealousy is very much a thing that people will always experience in their life yeah. from time to time. And that's really okay. I think for me... If I'm jealous, I have to question and go deeper and ask myself, like, what is it that I'm actually looking for? Do I feel like I'm not getting a certain type of intimacy from my partner in this moment that it seems like they're exhibiting and having with somebody else? How can I talk to them about it and figure out how the how we can have that type of intimacy? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do I not see my partner as often as I want to or, or something along those lines? Like there are so many reasons for jealousy to come up. And it isn't necessarily just about, oh, well, they're spending time with this person and I wish that I had that with them. I don't know. You have to go, you have to go deeper. Yeah. You have to go deeper into the reasoning. And be, being being in a monogamous relationship will not insulate you from ever oh, God, feeling no. jealous. No way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no way. And so, I don't know. I think a lot of people out there say, I'm, I'm a monogamous person. That's all that I'm ever going to be. But if they step back and really kind of looked at what it is that they wanted for their life, maybe they could realize, yeah, I, I, I could be in love with more more than one person at once. And I could find excitement and pleasure in dating multiple people. Mm-hmm. And that would be really amazing and cool for me. Yeah. It was clear that whatever it was that I was doing, and maybe some of this was him, mm-hmm. and maybe some of this was me, but that wasn't happening in the relationship that I was in for him. Yeah. And I think that that's really telling. And there's only so much that you can do and only as small of a box that you can fit yourself into before you're like, hey, like this isn't working and I can't keep like putting myself over here in this box because you're still not happy. Yeah. So You, you also uh, you also would hold back a lot talking about that relationship. Um, I think you said like you didn't like if you mentioned sex, which y'all barely like honestly y'all could always whenever you're all ready you could all turn the sex dial up a couple notches sure maybe we will yeah (laughs) maybe we will eventually i think we're worried that like oh there's so many other podcasts out there about sex that the communication in sex i don't know sure yeah that's true stick to your communication yeah uh, uh, focus Mm -hmm. but like the communication of like in a threesome Uh, i don't know i feel like yeah your people could uh just a little spice no big deal just like mild listener feedback yeah um, no that's good to know but he didn't he didn't seem to he didn't want you to talk about sex really and he it didn't want you to talk about y'all's relationship 
I think those were challenging parts for sure. I'm not sure if he ever like stipulated specifically don't yeah. talk about those things, but it was you more, were you were always very I was I really yeah, was trying I was really trying to be because that was something that he really wanted me to be in the sh- on the show. Um and so it's nice to hear you say that because I was still told that I wasn't enough. No, that's crazy. That's truly crazy. Okay. That's that's <laughs> definitely a case of someone like nothing you're gonna do is good enough because you were very productive. Yeah, Frustratingly, I, I really. Okay. Say. Yeah, I mean, I I really did try to be, and and thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. So who knows? I at this point, I I want to be kind to that relationship because it taught me a lot, mm-hmm. and I don't think that any relationship is a waste. Like you learn stuff from every single relationship that you're in. Yeah, like my last relationship, I learned like, I don't want to be in a relationship with anyone else ever again. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm retired. No, kidding. Um, there you go. I'm working on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so how's, it's been like 20 minutes. Like, how does it feel that you're talking about? How does that feel? Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy because it feels like it just happened. I mean, it kind of did. I, I came home like two weeks ago. <laughs> And now here I emailed I am. you like I think a few days later. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I was like, well, actually, I guess I can probably do this now. Finally, mm-hmm. yeah. I just I didn't. I really wanted to tread lightly and not piss anyone off, um, and not piss him off by doing your show or like being on something that was so like sexual. I guess. And and I haven't asked you how you finger I know. once yet. That's I haven't true. Done it once. Yeah, you haven't. I know. We still may get there, but. Um, <laughs> But that's true. So I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. It, it feels good. I I feel like this is the hardest part. I I anticipated the breakup so much when I was overseas mm-hmm. that I never stopped to really think about what came after it. Yeah. And the actual breaking up was really intense, and it went okay actually. But all of the stuff that's come after it, like all the emotions and just having to like live with a person that you're not in a relationship with with anymore, that's way fucking worse, in yeah. my opinion. That's way harder. So these next few months are going to be tough, but I am seeing the light on the other side. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit to hear you say like, you're, uh, you know, I want to tread lightly in this, that, because it sounds like no matter what you did, it was still going to not be okay to him. Maybe. So it's like it's almost like why work so hard to tread lightly if you're still gonna get yelled at? Well, yeah, I mean, maybe not yelled at, but just that's definitely so told. Funny. Yeah, but definitely it told. You know, it, sometimes things would come out where he would say like, "I heard this on the show," which I didn't even realize that he was listening to the show. But I guess sometimes he did, and it would be clearly so, he didn't learn anything. It would be so <laughs> benign to me that I would be so shocked and surprised that 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 was like a thing that hurt him or mm-hmm. that was hard or challenging for him. And I'd be like, what? Uh, okay. And so it was kind of one of those things of never quite knowing w- what's going to happen in terms of what's going to piss him off mm-hmm. or what's going to be really challenging for him. Yeah. Is this like the, is this the toughest breakup you've had? For sure. Okay. Yeah, I think so. It, because my last big breakup was with Jace, and quite frankly, that wasn't that bad. I I know went it was to work the next week. Yeah, I mean, I know it was difficult, and absolutely, I mean, I've talked with him a little bit about that, and he and I, we just it, we really were we wanted to remain friends, and mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that we were going to be in a good place, and we really tried hard at that. At this, I don't know if we'll ever see each other again once i leave and that's also okay like it is you don't have to be friends or whatever with, it is. with everyone after a breakup and yeah i can agree to part ways and try to make it as least weird as possible yeah and i know that i have absolutely like been friends with a lot of exes um but i just don't know if that's gonna happen this time around yeah if by the way a- your eyebrow game is crazy Crazy? Oh, oh God. like no, you got like you got like Jim Carrey level of control over these eyebrows. No, I uh, yeah, I have a, a rubber face for sure. Yeah, I, my face absolutely like goes all over the place. It's good for theater acting. I bet. Yeah, yeah. yeah cast and directors be like, can you do that one more time? Oh That's my really gosh, awesome. hilarious. Um, yeah. So so since your monogamous relationship uh, didn't work, has anyone been uh, saying, see, it doesn't work? <laughs> no, nobody has said that to me yet. Although, yeah, I am shocked. Like polyamory right now is kind of hot in the media. Um, and so it is, it is funny from that standpoint, like 
talking to other people about non-monogamy and being like, yeah, it, that can work and it is a valid choice. Um, monogamy is too. I guess. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nobody has said like, oh shit, are you... Yeah, the, most people have asked, are you going to go back to non-monogamy? Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. Mm. And I think... Uh, I'd absolutely like to have aspects of it in my life again. So we'll we'll see. Like I I don't know about jumping like headfirst into, yeah, let's go to an orgy tomorrow or whatever, but I absolutely want to be able to like have relationships with multiple people. Yeah. And also just like it sounds like be maybe like a, a freer sexual being. Sure. Yeah. Uh, especially when And be with yeah. women too, because fuck, like that's a part of my life that mm-hmm. I haven't had for a really long time and I really would like to do he more didn't want of. three and I mean I know you don't want to drag him, but he didn't want threesomes. It felt no, no no he we did we okay. did that at the beginning. We and that was great and lovely. Um but I also had, wanted to have relationships with women by myself and that sure. was less of an okay thing. Hey. Yeah. So yeah. Oh. Are you? Do you have any concerns about the prospect of dating? You haven't really done it in like yeah. the better part of a decade. I am not too worried about it. No? I think it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. I maybe you're absolutely right that dating now is very different than it was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nuts because there's all these apps, and you know, I was on OK Cupid when I was dating and stuff. But I've found people organically, and um, I am entering into a new relationship now, which mm. is really lovely um, okay. with somebody that I worked with in Hong Kong um, and he's great. And I have really tried hard from the beginning to be like, Hey, like I want to set up some expectations about who I am as a person and you have to be fucking okay with Jason Dedeker because they are in my life and they're yeah. extremely important to me. And I want that to just be okay from the beginning. How do you respond to that? He was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's traveled like, with like me and with them. Like a normal person? Like, oh, you have two <laughs> friends you dated like 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not crazy. So, sure. No, I mean, I think it's more just, yeah, it, we're, we're very, very close and we travel together and we are going to do things together. And so, yeah, I think maybe some people would be intimidated by that, but he doesn't seem to be, which is really lovely. That's and great. I appreciate that very much. And, uh, yeah, and I, and I've said to him, like, I, I do want to probably date other people at some point. And so if that's something that you'd be okay with, like, hopefully we can do this. So yeah, and that's he's cool responding too. pretty okay to all Yeah. This. I think that's not something that he has ever done before, but it's something that potentially he would be interested in. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, but I appreciate being able to have an honest and frank conversation with them in a way that I feel like I haven't been able to with a, a person that I'm dating in a while. Yeah. 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 And being what I think plain people will say, an expert in... Poly- <laughs> that's that's a high praise, but thank you. I mean, yes. you have a book. Sure. And it's not a memoir. No, so it is not. So <laughs> I think that puts you like in at least some area of the expert spectrum. But as someone who's out there like with a book... Yeah. Uh, and, you know, whether this is with other people or with, with this new fella, um, are you conscious of, worried about, or thinking about how to approach doing non-monogamy with someone who is inexperienced yeah. when there's also not just a power uh, and not, not just an imbalance of experience but an, an imbalance of like i kind of wrote like a hot new book on it <laughs> yeah it is absolutely something that jay stettiger and i have talked about a lot is just dating when you are public facing in any way sure. can be challenging for sure and it's absolutely like levels of understanding about non-monogamy or not is also maybe difficult because mm-hmm. You don't, I know that I've done like the polyamorous apprenticing thing back when I was starting out and I was, you know, very young at it as well, Mm. but maybe that's less of a thing that I would be super interested in as time went on. Although I guess I'm going to kind of do it with this new person that I'm with. So here we go. Uh, but yeah, that that's an interesting prospect for sure. I, I would like to date people that know how to walk the walk and understand what it is that they're doing. But there is, there can be friction. Sure. And when those moments come up, someone mm-hmm. could say this, and there has to be an element in, internally, at least, that goes <laughs> like, I fucking know better. Oh, yeah. Even when you don't, and then and then there's got to be that next step of like, do I know better in this moment, or am I just being whatever? So is that, 
I know that's that in every fucking relationship, regardless of whether it's non-monogamous or not. Yeah, but I think it's different if like you have a book, sure, you know, and like a long-running pod about like the communication. Yeah. So if you're in a fight where like someone's saying something about each other's communication, yeah, it's like, but I, fuck, like yeah. that. That was also a big thing in my last relationship is feeling like no matter what tool I had, and and I have many, yeah. It it wasn't we could not see eye to eye on. There's no triforce that was going to help. Yeah, there's no like nothing. It was it was like we were speaking two different languages, Mm -hmm. and I think that is if you don't have that understanding and basic communication skill with someone, then you're not going to be able to be in a relationship with them that's successful. Yeah. I and and so that's something that I want to look for right off the bat. And yes, I mean conflict will come up, shit will come up. You can try to figure out like am I going to be able to utilize these tools with this person? Are they going to be willing to even go there with me? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I have all the tools and I can present them all to a person, but if they don't they don't show interest in it and they don't want to try, then you know, where are where what are you left with? Can like Jace or Dedeker be like almost like a check? Be like, hey, am I being unreasonable? Oh, sure. They're know? a lovely check. Absolutely. They're, you know, great people to bounce ideas off of and and kind of get a gut check of like, am I the fucking asshole here or what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that continues to progress as as I date. There have been a couple of recent episodes. One I didn't haven't listened to yet, and then mm-hmm. one I did, but maybe need to re-listen. Just kind of the idea of like, well, not not you know, non-monogamous person dates a monogamous person. Yeah, maybe the monogamous person's trying to give it a try at least in the allowance of the other person. Sure. And um, and I think I've I've fallen folly to this of I'm with someone who's inexperienced with this relationship style. So the the like I kind of know better about how this should go thing, yeah, and letting that get in the way. I think that happened a lot in my last relationship. Interesting, I really, I think I really fucked up at, at at points with that. And where you were the one who was like, I know, I, I know some, best. I, I could use, I could use some more humility. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I think that's something that definitely must happen with other people where. Oh, I've been doing poly like for ten years, and sure. you kind of just started. Oh, for so sure. When There's we, a power when we imbalance. Have a fight, yeah. Whose word like matters more? Yeah. And so that's kind of what's coming up to me. Like when you say this guy seems open to, yeah, like let's let's see what happens. But also, it's like what happens when it gets hard. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the question with everything, and we haven't particularly had to deal with anything that's mm-hmm. really difficult, with the exception of like we're not in each other's proximity right now and that sucks and that's really challenging um this is like the first long distance kind of relationship that i've had in a i I don't know maybe ever where i'm at least you know having to be away from a person for over a month and um that's challenging with the exception i guess of being away from my partner at home when i was on contracts but I don't know. That was that was okay to me at this yeah. time, but a new budding relationship that's difficult. So, yeah, conflict, I mean, it's going to come up absolutely it always will and maybe it, I will get in a situation where I'm like, "Listen, I know best and you need to just trust me." But I would like to be collaborative and I would like to listen to a person's fears and be able to ask them questions and try to figure out together like what is it that we can do to improve the situation. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, humility is a good thing to have, I think. And I don't generally default to the I know best and I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'll generally default to uh, wait a minute. Am I the asshole here? Am I the one who's fucking up? Like, what is it that I could be doing better? Yeah. Which maybe I need a little bit more of the other side. <laughs> well, you know, it sounds like, I mean, you, when you're with a partner and, and I hear this a lot, like from mm-hmm. women who are dating a dude, like m- most frequently, yeah, uh, which is just like, it seems like I'm always wrong. I, at some point you kind of go like, I guess I'm, I guess I'm more wrong sure. than right. He yeah. seems really convinced. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, hearing the term, well, everyone thinks this way and they don't, yeah. not everybody does think let's, this way. Let's go outside and take a poll. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And so I think being able to trust one's own instinct and understand, hey, no, I I do know what I'm talking about here in the moment is a really good thing. And holding your ground is really good to do as well and something that I hope that I can do better in my next relationships. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you on it. I appreciate that. So now as a as a multi fan. (laughs) Yeah. How and you hinted a little bit beforehand at one of them. Okay, what is what is a different about Emily IRL and Emily 
on the pod. Oh gosh. Uh, what is it that you keep holding in and holding back? What do you, if you were your truer self on the pod instead of sure. the educational Emily, well, how I've, would you be? I've definitely been swearing a lot on this show. Nice. Um, and so absolutely one of, <laughs> that's one of the things that I hold back quite a bit on the podcast. Um, I think that I defer to Jason Dedeker quite a lot on the show, which is something that I think I do in real life as well. It's nice sometimes to quite, quite honestly be without them because I'm able to just have a conversation without mm. maybe Dedeker, for instance, jumping in immediately because she's very good at that yeah. and she's very smart and I love that about her and she's amazing at just knowing the correct answer immediately. But sometimes it's nice to be able to be like, no, I'm the only one here. And so I get to speak first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, a few years ago, we developed, I think that when we've had you on the show, like we've developed the yeah. thing where we point at each other and trying to be more aggressive about that. For has, when, like when you want to speak. Exactly. Next, yeah. So we pointed ourselves and say like, okay, I'm next. Like I have a thing to say. So being more aggressive about that in the future. Sometimes when I'm in relationships where I do feel kind of diminished as a person, where I'm not feeling like I'm my authentic self, which is definitely something that I felt a lot in my last relationship, um, it translates to other parts of my life. Like what? Well, it, maybe I am like, oh, he d wants to be the person to, you know, say that he's the right one or he he has the right idea about something or he's the one to like pick a movie for example or to we do everything that he wants to do mm -hmm. kind of in situations and so i just sort of defer to that with everyone like with friends as well and i would like to make my decisions and make my preferences known a little bit more in my life with my friendships as well so maybe even with jason dedeker who i think are two really strong personalities and sometimes I'm like in the threesome. I feel like the third wheel, um, which is fine. They're together. Wait, in the actual threesomes, did you feel like a third wheel? <laughs> no, I think we did a better job. Like, <laughs> I think in bed, I'm fairly confident. Okay. I can be pretty confident. Um, so no, and especially with women, like I get really excited. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, no, let's fucking do this. But um, in terms of the relationship that the three of us have, sometimes I'm like, okay, like I need to defer to whatever it is that they want to do. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to be better about that in this next decade of my life, yeah. not in the relationship that I was in and moving forward. I, I want to be less of a person who just says, yeah, whatever it is that you want to do, mm. go for it. Put, putting your foot down a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for me to interpret. I mean, like I have heard that on the show and even yeah. like last time we all recorded, like I think, I think there was a moment when y'all were doing like that segment on mine. I think there was a moment where I, I like, I was trying to bring you in and be like, and Emily, what are you? Cause like, they yeah. will, you know, I can see on the tracks. Oh, for sure. You can like see how mine, much talking is absolutely. happening on each track. And, and so. mine tends to be the least always. Yeah. We, and sometimes in the episodes that I'm the one who like researches it and I was the one who decided, okay, we're going to be talking about this this week. Those are the episodes where I tend to talk more. But yeah, I, I that expert thing is never something that I've been particularly confident in. Because you're the one who speaks the least. I think in just, yeah, I'm like, well, am I an expert? I don't think that I'm an expert. And so maybe just trying to embrace that idea a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And um, it, I said, I think to Dedeker recently, I was like, I'm, I'm more capable than I think that I am. I bet. And coming home and like having the courage to say to my ex, like, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. That took a lot of courage and maybe it came a few years too late, but I also know that like I was capable of doing that so I can be capable of other things as I move forward too. my little niece who's about to be three and my, <laughs> yeah. my sister's been doing such a great job with her. And so sometimes Chase will throw a little tantrum yeah. um, or like not want to do something or get frustrated. And sometimes Morgan will just say like, we can do hard things. Yeah. And Chase will like rub her eye and be like, we can do hard things. And then <laughs> that's I, a like, little... I can do hard things. Yes. That's a little Glennon Doyle action. I don't, yeah. Yeah, Glennon Doyle's great. I've read some of her books. Yeah, yeah very cool. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm. It's true. Yeah, yeah. We we can we can do the hard things. And yeah. If, if you can end a nine year relationship with someone you know is probably not wanting to do that, who knows what else you can do? And yeah. I'm happy to hear that you told Dedeker that. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to like. It's hard to uh, 
It's hard to imagine like someone with your like voice register being like deferential. I know, I know. It's true. <laughs> and I know that my immediately when I meet a person, I try to act not deferential. I try mm. to have authority, um, which is a defense mechanism for sure. But uh when I get to know a person well, then I do feel like I default to more deferential. Mm. And so yeah, if I can do a little bit less than that, like I said, in this next decade of my life, from like 35 to 45. Are you 35? I am, yeah. Okay. I'm oh, almost so 36. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost 36. Um, yeah, but I know, but you're the baby of the three. Correct. Yeah, okay. I am technically the youngest. Dedeker's okay. like six months older than I am. Okay. And then Jace is six years older than I am. Yeah. Old. And, and how, how else do you differ uh, from, from multi-amory Emily? I think I portray myself well on the show like it, it sometimes yeah i don't know i think i'm fairly similar to okay. my show persona yeah we don't talk about sex a lot on the show and no, i'm definitely like fairly gossipy at times which did all three of us are we can you know about we, what just we enjoy the hot gossip about our lives and about okay. what's going on in each other's lives and stuff and so that we don't it, that doesn't come out as much on the show but mm. we talk about our lives so much to each other and that's something that happens way less on the show for sure okay yeah and maybe like you said we can start incorporating that a little bit more because i do think that the listeners like it notches yeah probably. yeah it's not like Turn the show is not going to be only about that but yeah. yeah it's been a long time since the the billy Presida group sex episode there you go yes exactly <laughs> exactly um and and in pursuing women mm-hmm. uh yeah it seems like you're very excited to finally do again yeah uh do you- i have no idea how the fuck i'm gonna start doing that <laughs> that was exactly what I was going to ask you. Yeah. I was going to ask if that was going to be different from how you pursue the dudes. Yeah, gosh, that's a good... I mean, pursuing dudes like just feels fairly organic. Like I meet a guy and then they're like, okay, do you want to go out? Or <laughs> or we start a relationship in some form or fashion. With women, yeah, it's, it's challenging because there's always that, are you interested in women? Yeah. I don't know. Um, the last person that I dated, the last woman that I dated, I met at a party. And then, you know, we asked each other out after kind of flirting all night. And so that would be great if something like that happened. I am planning to go to Skirt Club in New York oh, City when I'm there, yeah. which will be fun. Um, Genevieve's party. She's been on the show. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Um, You're the second person on this L.A. trip to bring up Skirt Club. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Well, Dedeker told me about it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think actually that might be my birthday present is she and Jace getting me in, which is really nice. So okay. buying a ticket. Yeah. But I'm excited. I mean, if nothing else, like it'll be a nice little foray back into meeting women and just talking to women and maybe having a sexual encounter or two. Just maybe. 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 We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. I also am like, fuck, like dating again dating when there's a possibility that someone will know you from the podcast because i work at a vegan restaurant like two days a week and in la and the amount of people that say to me are you on a podcast or i love your podcast it's it's not low like that's awesome and that's just random people that i'm serving that's the thing but your show since like y'all aren't super forthcoming about your personal lives i feel like there's it's a little different than like, I don't know, like I feel like every story I've done, like I'm very, like there's 97% of me is is out there and yeah. on my show or other people's shows. Yeah. So like somebody just wants to like listen to five episodes to learn a, a lot about things. you. You, I feel like listen to five shows, hopefully just learn how to date you better. That's true. Yeah. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that yeah. for sure. But yeah, it is kind of amazing. Like the people on Reddit even who, are, who say, oh, wait, Jay Stenneker and Emily aren't all together anymore. I'm like, no. yeah, no, that happened a long time ago. Mm. So not everybody knows that either. Or they just assume because we mm. certainly don't talk about it every single episode that we are together, that we're a triad. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you find different about dating women versus men? Hmm. I, that's a great question because it's been so long since I've dated a woman. Well, besides Dedeker and then whoever you were dating at the beginning yeah, of the Josh era. I, yes. I, did you also date some women before all that? Before all that? No. no. Like the first, I really started, you know, jumping into sleeping with women and dating women when I started becoming non-monogamous. Mm. Yeah. And I think I becoming non-monogamous really allowed me to realize like, yeah, you're bisexual for sure. Mm. Yeah. Because before I was like, Oh, I don't know if I am. Do I just want to be around women? Do I just want to be like this person that I'm idolizing and, you know, looking at and finding really hot. 
but no, I mean, I definitely enjoy fucking women and having relationships with women and stuff as well. That was, that was a, that was an instinct when you were questioning of like, do I, do I want (laughs) to, do I want to sleep with them or do I just want to like be them? Yeah. I think that that's something that happens. I've, I've talked to women a lot about this is that like their first foray into questioning their sexuality is like they see a woman and they just like start idolizing them or start being kind of obsessed with them and Mm. being like, do I just want to be them or do I just want to like be around them all the time? Or what is it exactly? Like, you know, because you know what a crush with a dude, what that feeling is, but a crush with a woman when you're questioning, like, is that what I'm actually feeling with them? It may kind of, it present slightly different or you may question yourself like what is it that is actually going on here or do i want to be this person yeah Yeah, exactly do i just want to be your best friend but it's more like consuming it's more new relationship energy holy shit Mm -hmm. i can't stop thinking about this person because anytime i do like a self-audit like something like it's like i don't find myself like a there's some like dudes bodies where i go like i'm not like a i'm not like turned on right now i'm just going like ah if i got my shit together i could maybe could i look like that yeah so it becomes more body envy sure but that usually comes up in the process of like my self-evaluation every like i don't know eight eight to fifteen months interesting i'll just be like am i uh, I just, I just, I want, I want, I want what he has. But then it's, it's crossing over into that threshold of being like, okay, do I just want what they have, or yeah. do I want to be with them? Do sure. I want to like be around them all the time and not necessarily have that, but be close to it, okay, and sexual with it? Do you also feel like any sort of like empathy differences when when you're with women versus men? I think women generally have to do so much emotional labor in life. Like that's sort of how our society is taught women to be is Mm -hmm. just, yeah, you have to like deal with people's problems and be empathetic and all of those things. Not to say that every woman is empathetic because certainly not necessarily hashtag, not all women, (laughs) but a lot of people are. And I think, yes, there is an understanding from that standpoint that is really lovely and really nice to be around. I'd say, yeah, I mean, it, some men are are really empathetic and great, but you can't really understand the experience of what it is to be a woman when you're a man, and okay. vice versa. I can't do that either, and so it is nice to have that touchstone of lived experience when you are dating somebody that literally knows what it's like to mm. be in a body like yours. I because sometimes I'll see ads like you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a Reddit guy, right? Yeah, and sometimes sure. I see ads like the T for T ads, and they're almost like, and sometimes I go like, I wonder if this is like. If they, it's like, this can't be because like, you're only attracted to other trans people. Sure. I think, is it because you just feel safe or more comfortable yeah. being someone who knows how hard it is to exactly. do that experience? Exactly. And I think like even neurodivergent people, I know a lot of neurodivergent people that are like, I'm not going to ever date anyone who's not neurodivergent because I want that touchstone and I want that mm-hmm. understanding of lived experience, which I get. And I, th- I do think that there is something to be said for that. And it, for myself, I like having both. I like the opportunity to date men because it's fun to know a different experience and to be around that as well. And, you know, I like to... And we're not talking about... And I like Dick. <laughs> and I like to... I do, well, you I, know? I, I want to make sure that they were able to hear it without me talking over you. Sorry. And I like Dick. So, yes, you know, that also is lovely. But the filthiest thing you've ever heard Emily Oh, my God. Say, certainly not. <laughs> you should be with me while I play Mario Kart. And then I will say far filthier things than that. Well, it's the filthiest thing I think I've heard you say into a microphone. Okay, there so you there go. go. Yes, <laughs> so far, exactly. Uh, I was like, you know, I, and I was a jest about to say something like, oh, look, I haven't even asked you anything saucy about sex toys or nothing. Mm-hmm. And, but then there we go. Yeah. Um, it, it, for some reason, all three of you like come off so sanitized on multi that I like sure. every time I'm when I've talked to Jason, then Dedeker, I'm like, you know, like I want, I, I, sex is a topic that yeah. comes up. I always, I'm like, I'm so cautious to talk sex oh, with any three of you. That's interesting. No, it's like fine. To you three, I'm like, oh yeah, that's like our whore friend, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really. <laughs> He's a filthy we, slut, but like we No, like it's him. great. We do. <laughs> yes. No, I think just because we're not like going to sex parties every single week, it doesn't mean that we don't enjoy a good dicking. 
So yes, happy for you. We all seem to be. Uh, yeah, the, I think I think the 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 most explicit I'll ever hear y'all really talk is when you do your Uber Lube ad. Oh, there you go. Yes, yeah, and we talk about like, oh, I was on you know Emily, this what trip. You, and what do you like about Uber Lube? Oh God, so, specifically? so many things. Well, yeah, I recently was on a trip where I didn't have Uber Lube, and then I was using something like KY Jelly or whatever, oh. and that shit like stains the sheets. It doesn't work for it. Like, it's almost too slippery. I like that Uber Lube has a nice amount of grip mm. along, and you don't have to use very much. No. The pump is great. It's it doesn't it's smell. Like, it's kind of like in, velvety it's lube. It's yes. Like lube. Velvet was a lube. Exactly. It's per- it. it's perfect. So, yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, like, a million bottles because when they start sponsoring you, they give you a million bottles, which is lovely. They gave me a million bottles, but I gave them all away at Manhork. Oh shit. There you so go. I've long been out of Uber. Loop. Oh no. Everyone's buy. I always keep on my Amazon wishlist. So like maybe like once or twice a year, people buy you. Will like, I'll get like a nice, like new good glass. And good. Come in those glass. I know containers. they're really, they're very sexy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm bringing some to my new partner and <laughs> I'm like, no, you have to have these. We are not using KY jelly. Yes. yes. Hell no. Yes. So, now, when you were with, uh, just I'm just I'm just thinking that before we finish, like any other, just like burning, like if I was a multi fan listener. You oh know, gosh, type of yeah. Hot goss. Okay, now you, Jason Dedeker, would you consider that the whole thing was kind of one relationship, or did it feel like you were in also like had you you had a relationship with Dedeker and a relationship with Jace? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Jason and I were monogamous for right. like two years. You were the you were the original yes couple. I, yeah, and I, a lot I think- of people are like, oh, Emily was the third, and I'm like, no, I I actually wasn't like. Dedeker was right. a kind of, for lack of a better term, a secondary partner to Jace when Jace and I were living together and nested together. Mm. And then Dedeker and I kind of went out one day and then we kissed and it was really hot. And then we decided like, yeah, we want to all fuck each other. And so we had a threesome and it was incredible. And yeah. And so we kind of became a triad for mm. a while, which was lovely. But no, I mean, that relationship existed the, the three of us. Okay. I had my own separate relationship with Dedeker, which was lovely. Mm. And then Jace and I, of course, had our own separate relationship as well. Well, so I, I asked that to ask. So what's um what's the what are the pros and you maybe just one con okay. of dating Dedeker and then separately dating Jace? Oh God. It was that was a long time ago. Um I mean Dedeker's fucking beautiful. Like yeah, she's stunning. And probably, I think, the most enjoyable sex, maybe, that I've had with a woman. Like, I think I just really remember our threesomes quite fondly, like, okay. with Jace and her. Because they both, yes, they are both, like, stunningly attractive people. Um, and dating her, I mean, she's just super smart and super sweet when you're dating her. Like, just very kind and lovely. Not that she's not all the time, but I do think like, and I see this sometimes in a relationship with Jason and, and I, I long for it a bit. I'm like, mm. oh, you guys are just so like sweet to one another in a way that, you know, she doesn't do that with me anymore. And mm. so sometimes I miss it, I guess. Mm. So that was enjoyable uh, with Jason. I mean, yeah, like similarly, he's generally like very, very emotionally available more so than most men ever, ever are. Mm. Um, and he can call out other people like when they're assholes and he's really good at saying to himself like fuck like am i doing something wrong here or like should i be doing something differently sometimes to a fault like he needs to calm down on that okay he, generally he's just fine but he worries often like do people hate me or am i like not doing the right thing right now just and have them text me and go like no i'll be like no no no, they hate me no no oh my you. gosh they hate me no You're fine. jesus yeah no generally like <laughs> nobody hates him like he's very easy to love and to like um yeah and so no, he he was a really sweet good partner to me and i I feel like with both of them, like we are able to all three of us communicate super well now. But mm. even back when we were together, like I think communication was not really a problem. It, it was more mercurial just because you're young and because we were trying to figure out non-monogamy back then in a way that I think we're much more accustomed to now. And so from that standpoint, I mean, I don't know, we were fucking young and stupid and it, there were tensions and intensity yeah. like flying everywhere, but... Well, but get, less of that now. What about give what, for each of them? Just one. Oh God! Quirky, silly flaw. Quirky, silly flaw. Okay. Um, like choose his mouth open level stuff. Oh God! No, I was gonna say that like Dedeker, Dedeker interrupts sometimes ah! for sure. Yep. 
like quite a lot. <laughs> um, and she knows it and it's fine and she works on it and like good for her. But she definitely like, especially on the show as well. Like she, like I said, she is the first fucking person to like get in there and is not. And she also um, <laughs> sometimes it, it, like she thinks about her needs immediately before, like she'll close a door you know, get out of a car and close the door behind her and say, and I'll Forget be like, that there's someone. Yes, behind her. exactly. And I'll be like right there in the car and I'm like, okay, I'll use the other door. Um, and so, yeah, but I find it endearing. I find it impressive because that's so like, not who I am. I'm always like, Oh fuck. Like how can I make another person's life easier in this exact moment at all times? And she's just like, fucking whatever. Like I'm going to think about myself right now and it's totally fine. And it's really impressive. Like that's not a shitty bitchy thing. Like it's, if she just is able to like be embodied and worry about her needs in the mm. moment. And it's something that I think all of us could do better on. And what about, and now do Jace. God, he needs to calm the fuck down sometimes about how, um, yeah, about how like people don't like him or, or about like, Oh, am I, you know, he's worried like, Oh, do people not like the podcast and do people not like the, you know, it, th- those kind of things. And some Bitch, check the numbers. Yeah. Well, and sometimes he also does, a lot of he does a lot of things at the same time so he he loads himself up with tasks Mm -hmm. more than he probably should and i often will have like more tasks for him because he's the tech guy and we need him to be the tech guy but sometimes i i wish he would cut himself some slack sometimes and allow himself some time to not be on i mean all three of us need to be able to do that we're we're kind of workaholics and it would be nice to like be less of that for sure. And here I thought you were going to just say something like, oh, like, oh, he always targets me in Mario Kart. Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, no. We Dedeker is really fucking good at Mario Kart. Like, I always was saying that I was the best one, but I actually think that she's the best one, which is really sad for me to say. Well, um, I, she's as, fucking incredible at it. As soon as someone knows to like do the three hits with the thing during sure. the count, if yes. someone knows that much, you have to keep your eyes on them. No, definitely. That's definitely I mean, a sign that they might know what they're doing. Yeah, here. she really does. Anytime I bring Mario Kart over up to Seattle where they are, um, she like kicks everybody's ass. Like sometimes I can beat her, but more often than not, she's the one winning. Okay. What a bitch. <laughs> um what what I want what I want to leave us with here. Um are you this might be too personal. That's okay. Fine. Uh do you want to take an opportunity to to drop a few gushes on what you're digging about the, the this current fella? Oh sure, I can definitely do that. Um get recorded for posterity. Yeah, no that's really kind. Uh yeah, it the this new person that I'm dating is really interested in the work that I do and having somebody take an interest for the first time in a really, really long time uh, that I'm dating that wants to know, like, what is it about relationships that you're learning this week? And just talking about like all of our tools and things along those lines and like actually having, I guess, things to say about it and wanting to hear my thoughts on it. I love that about him. It's so nice and it feels so refreshing. And this time in my life has been really difficult, like going through a breakup and then simultaneously like having lows and highs at the same time. I get why people say like, don't take some time off of dating after you go through a breakup because having those just highs and lows in the same fucking day, it's really tough and your body is exhausted because it's like, I can't handle all of this up and down that's happening emotionally and happening like internally. And I think he's been just a really lovely person to speak to and be there for me during this time when it's been like really fucking difficult. And I can't wait to see him again because yeah, he's just fucking great. Congratulations on, you know, find someone uh, wonderful, uh, just as you uh, leave someone who I, you don't have to say he's not (laughs) wonderful, but like it sounded to me like maybe he might not be super wonderful. So I think he and I were not wonderful for each other. other. And I think that that's a very smart political answer. And I really think that there is somebody out there who will be lovely for him and that he uh, will have a much better time in relationship with. And a less ambitious woman sounds like would be a great fit for him. I wish him 
him all the best, and I really deeply appreciate all of the lessons that he taught me. You can wish him the best. I'll just wish him doubly the unbest. <laughs> oh I think God. it then evens out correctly. Jesus, there you go. I'm, I'm that kind of friend where it's like, you know what, fuck him. I don't know him. I never yeah. met the guy, but I'll, I'll yeah. just take a position. No, that's uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Emily, uh, thank you so much for finally coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. This the, has been great. The main uh, ask the guest question I got in my Discord oh, server okay. was like, you know, like, what, what, what took her so long? Oh, shit. <laughs> why, why I mean, it was, yeah, it was just because I didn't want... <laughs> I didn't want to rock the boat anymore in my relationship than I already have been for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we're happy that we could get you on here swearing away. So there you it was, go. It was great. Yeah. Um, what's what's next? What's coming up next with Multiamory? What do you all got on the horizon? So we should absolutely this year have our audiobook coming out. Okay. And it's either going to be me or Dedeker who's doing it. I think that it's going to be me. What was the delay? You'll have the microphones. Yeah. Not just that. <laughs> we have had the rights bought for a while like okay. somebody bought the rights to the audiobook but they didn't want us i don't fuck i don't know if i can say this they didn't but want you to do they the didn't want us to do it um you're all fucking actors no i know literally I know. all of you they are wanted actors. like somebody else in their stable of people to do it and our lovely wonderful fucking agent he fought hard for us to be the ones to do it. We wanted all three of us to do it, but it's just going to be one of us. And I'm pretty sure that that's coming out this year. Okay. And so as soon as it does, we will be dropping it and talking about it and all of that. Also, I guess what else is coming up this year? Maybe we'll be doing a tour of sorts or okay. even just like different weekends in different cities live shows yeah live shows because the last time that we did that was 2018 like the last time i've been in new york was 2018 which is insane to me wow. new york is my favorite city on the planet uh, it, hands down and yeah. i want to live there and i'm hopefully in my life i may be moving there this year really fingers crossed so well we'll start with march yes march for a month i'll be there we'll start there yeah uh in the meantime where can people go to find you follow you yeah so we are at multiamory underscore podcast on instagram you can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold rather wherever you like to listen to podcasts um we've done gosh over 450 episodes at this point Woo! Which is crazy. Um, I know that you, yeah, you you actually have actually been on the air like longer than we have, a which is bit, incredible. A little bit, not that much longer, but yeah. yeah. I mean, so I just had five hundred was yeah. in August. And there you go. So y'all got five hundreds around the corner. Yeah, five hundred will be happening maybe by the end of this year. I guess so. Yeah, sounds about yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, you can find us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We're multiamory underscore podcast, and then multiamory mm. on X. I was like Twitter. Wow. We have a TikTok. I think we're multi-amory on that as well. And then just our website and please get our book, yeah. Multi-Amory Essential Tools for Modern Relationships. You can find that on Amazon, on Barnes and Noble. I'll have a link to that in the bio. So Excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect. So. And uh, 500th episode, you got to start brainstorming. I know. I'm shit. You, I'm not saying you have to go down on five strangers and see what they say afterwards. I, I like, love that so much, by the way. Thinking about, oh, thank yes. You. That's so awesome. <laughs> but I know we'll, we'll figure something out. It's it's got to be big for sure because 500 is a is a huge number yeah. holy shit and congratulations in advance thank you uh, emily this was uh, awesome thank you so much and uh, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody bye everybody thanks so much for listening oh we've got a discord server to multi-heads the champagne room is our super free, super fun, super sex positive Discord server, and you can discuss your thoughts on this week's show in the episode discussion channel. But we've also got channels on sex toy recommendations, gaming, parenting, arts and crafts, and even an entire channel to share your smutty sex stories. Join the conversations today at manhorpod.com slash discord, or click the link in the schnotes. You can also email me your comments, your questions, your titty pictures about this week's show to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Match, you like it? Who wants some match? Who needs match? Yes, we have merch available at manwhorepod.com. And of course, the best way, the most secure way you can support the Manwhore Podcast is to help me hit 500 members. By my 10-year anniversary, The show turns 10 in mid-April. We're sitting at 
252 members, 152 are paying members. I would like to hit 500 members on the Patreon in the next two months. Let's do it. Two dollars at patreon.com slash podcast. Next week, we've got on Rena Martin. She's got a new book out. Until then, dump your shitty boyfriend and stay slutty.